Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour live on a drop-dead gorgeous Thursday morning. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And wow, what a morning. So many things to talk about. A, A great opportunity in gold and silver, and I mean that. A nice, healthy, I don't want, I can't use the words I want to use. Because the FCC does not like when you use those words. But this is a, a what I'll call a orchestrated sell-off in the gold and silver markets, which is really code for uh, another great buying opportunity. We'll get to all of that throughout the show today. Uh, don't forget the metals program. Already got people taking advantage, right? Between now and the end of April, anybody who signs up, 10% bonus. You sign up at uh, $500 a month, you get an extra $50 of free hard assets just for signing up. We are on track. And here's the great thing. This pullback, all great for the metals plant, people. You guys are going to catch the rock bottom again. And this happens, it seems to happen a lot. I, I One of these days, I'll, I'll, I'll track it. I'll put it all together. But usually you do hit bottoms at the end of quarters, right? Because everyone's squaring their books and doing all this stuff. Uh, but the metals plans, we should be all ready to go, completed uh, by Tuesday. So Monday, Tuesday will be a busy couple of days in here, but th- that'll be ready to go. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, uh, go to allamericangold.com. Go to the metals uh, preferred metals pr- program icon, and you can read all about the plan. It's the best plan in, in the gold industry, really, in any industry. All of you small business owners out there that are a lot like me, and you, you, know, you work for yourself, maybe you got a handful of employees, maybe not. Don't have that 401k. This is a great plan. And you know what? It's mindless. You get four physical deliveries a year. And at least for the next uh, 30-some-odd days here, uh, a 10% bonus when you sign up for our medals program at 800-951-0592. I want to talk about 1360, of course, the radio station in in Colorado, which uh, we have now taken over. Uh, got a bunch of things happening. Not one, but two new advertisers cutting commercials today. Another one this weekend. A new board has finally arrived. Uh, we've got new mics. Uh, we've done so. We got so much new, new, new stuff. Great things happening. Podcast. I was on the phone uh, yesterday working on podcast. We're closing in there. I, I thought we'd be done a little early. Then, like everything I've said, always takes a little longer. Uh, but we're really, really close. Uh, we, we, we've got uh, a couple of more turns of the crank here, and we'll be podcasting uh, several of the shows on 1360. Uh, don't forget, uh, 3 o'clock Arizona time, 4 o'clock Mountain time, and if you're somewhere else, uh, you know, do the math. 
and wouldn't be getting getting rid of daylight savings. Wouldn't that be a great thing? Uh, don't forget to, to tune in and listen to Eric. Uh, man, he's been doing some great, great radio. We're getting ready to. We're probably, uh, I would say, a week, maybe two away from his program expanding from the current one hour. Uh, we're going to get that thing up to three hours a day of Eric. Uh, and remember, it's not a gold show. Eric doesn't work for me. Uh, he doesn't work for Patriot, uh, he, but it's one of these things where, where uh, obviously we all know what a great radio personality he is and, and his takes, so tune in. Uh, 3 o'clock Arizona time, go to 1360KHNC.com. You know, we got the live stream working beautifully now. We had troubles with that for a while. Th- that thing works every single time. Uh, and then the podcasts are coming. Uh, you catch the Colorado Front Range Show. They're on right before, Eric, so... Uh, uh, make sure you head out there and, and so many exciting things. Support all the advertisers on both stations, right? KXXT, listen, Ramon and all the guys over at KXXT, they've done great things for all of us. Uh, put it back where you found it. I mean, that's really what it's all about. And, and today, at least on the Patriot side, uh, you get to do it for a little less uh, than normal. March Madness is here. Uh, I guess the tournament getting ready to kick off again. One guy in the whole world, one, had picked every game right going into the Sweet 16. That's never, ever happened before. Uh, no, I, I I don't think anybody could get every single game right. I, I read that the odds of win, if you the odds of picking every March Madness game right is like one in... Uh, nine quadrillion. The guy that you see, someone won the. I think it was the Powerball, <laughs> right? So, so it was like seven hundred and something million. So the guy's probably going to get like four hundred million dollars. Some guy in Wisconsin, a cheesehead, uh, won the Powerball. So I guess I got to keep doing radio. Uh, when we get back from the break, remember that fourth quarter GDP number? You know the one. The one that I told you, that number's not going to stand. Uh, the revision to fourth quarter GDP. Now, remember, it came out, and we had the government shut down, right? Remember that and all that stuff? And then came finally, when it finally came out, they said that the fourth quarter, which was, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, that, that it grew at 2.6%, way higher than I was telling you it was going to be, way higher than anybody really had predicted. And as we went through the numbers, remember what I told you back then, and this was only a month ago. I said, this number's getting revised lower. We had that huge anomaly in business spending, and uh, today was the day they released the, they got one more after this, then they revised them, and then they, they don't tell you anything. And then like five years from now, they'll revise them again, right? That's just, and, and they pretend that they don't, right? That's the best part because it really, especially this millennium, the vast majority of all of the GDP numbers, you know, five years later get revised much lower. You know, remember during the height of the crisis, I don't really know that a lot of you, and even I, because it, it happened so fast. 
But they were saying GDP growth was like negative 1.6 or 1.8. And then years later, we found out it was like negative 4%, you know, stuff like that. That's what I'm talking about. But nonetheless, the second reading of fourth quarter GDP, posting a gain of just 2.2%. Right, and again, that was kind of a number that that we were looking for. I was I was saying, hey, something around two. I was hoping for a number above two, and and this this is more in line with what we were expecting. Uh, this is now, I guess, this is going to be the final. I thought there was one more. They're saying no, probably because of the government shutdown. Uh, this will be the final reading. Uh, for the GDP, they said uh, that was down from the previous estimates of 2.9. Full-year growth now finished at 2.9. Independent, I actually read same thing again. I read uh, some places said it was 3% for the for 2018. Uh, these people, uh, CNBC saying 2.9. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Things are slowing much faster. You know, think about it. we went 4.2 to 3.4. Right, so second quarter 4.2, then 3.4, now 2.2. That now we're going to be one something. I'm and listen, one and my fingers are crossed. And I, I, I'm hoping we get above one in in the first quarter of this year. Uh, they said that uh, third quarter remained at 3.4. 2018, the best year for the economy since 2015. By the way, 2017 uh, growth was 2.2%. By the way, the economy grew, uh, oh, here you go, grew 3% when compared to the fourth quarter of 2017. So I guess that's how some people get the 3% number. The way I do math. You know, I added up the four quarters of 2018. I got 2.9. Uh, but neither neither here nor there. Consumer spending was lower. Uh, but the big move was in that anomaly in, in business spending. Um, and that really was the, the, the driver in all of that. Uh, residential investment was down, which we expected, right? Uh, consumer spending down a little bit. Exports increased a little more than they thought. Uh, all told, 2.2%, which was actually less than what they were expecting. They were hoping for 23 uh, came in at 2.2, pending home sales. That number came out today. This was a February number. Fell another 1% taking now the year-over-year decline in pending homes. This is somebody actually signing a contract, right? This isn't I put an offer in. This is they accepted my offer, and I've signed the contract to buy the house. This should give us a very good look at what actual sales, and mostly, and most of this is going to be what existing homes, ninety percent of the market, of what existing home sales are going to look like in March and April. We're down four point nine. We'll round it up. Keep it simple. Down five percent year over year. By the way, I did not know this. Contract signings 
have now declined on an annual basis 14 straight months in a row. Wow. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good trend. Uh, now, we'll see. Now, I'll say this in fairness, right? The rates were down in February, right? They weren't, you know, three plus. But they weren't all the way down here where we see them today, right? Where, where, where's the tenure note? Two, three and change? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. March better have a, we better have a much better March or we got big trouble, right? If, if there's no rebound in March in the contract sign, uh, then, 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 we, then we have big trouble. Uh, by the way, mortgage rates plunged at the fastest pace since the financial crisis, as they're saying, as growth fears are resurfacing. Uh, and, and I don't know. Right? I mean, obviously, it's been a, there's been a dramatic decline uh, in the bond market. Uh, things have been slowing for a long time. You know, look at pending home sales. This is 14 straight months. This isn't something uh, that just happened yesterday, but yet here we are. Speaking of yesterday, and I, I really wanted to get into this, because all of this data that I'm talking, it doesn't matter. Does it? I mean, really? I mean, look at Wall Street today. Well, I guess it's, I was going to say it's positive today, even though all the economic data wasn't good, and now it just went negative. Uh, But there's been this big sell-off in the gold market today. I still can't really tell you why. (laughs) I I don't know. Uh, I'll leave it at that, right? It's a a nice little orchestrated sell-off. But remember what, and I remember Eric saying this, when you see sell-offs in gold that make no sense. You know, and I say big, right? Let me give you perspective. Gold's down 18 bucks. 1293 bucks. Uh silver's down a qu- not quite a quarter. So it's not like it's like down $100, but uh, a, a a bad omen uh for where we are headed because these guys get it all wrong. Now I know today more people calling for rate cuts. Right? And again, that's not good news. Uh, a lot of news on the Chinese front. Uh, so I'm going to talk about that. And then when, uh, after the, the last half of the show, I'm going to go back to what we talked about yesterday as far as what's happening with pensions. And they, these are people that we know. Listen, there's no pensions if you don't if you're not a government worker in corporate America anymore. Very, 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 very few. But there are a lot of older people that still have them. Right. In other words, by the time the company got rid of them, they were already old enough that they said, "Nah, I'll just take the pension." The Federal Reserve, Congress, paving the way for those to be stripped away. And, and so I want to spend time on that as well. But, but since we're talking about the gold price, today I was watching the idiot box, and it was early. It was maybe 5 in the morning, something like that. We are meeting with China right now. 
And this has been a planned meeting. Uh, next week, I'll just tell you, next week, China's going to fly here. And, you know, they always, the headlines are always so, oh, there's big progress and all, you know, all those things. And I laugh because, you know, nothing ever ends up really coming from it. But I heard something that made me think that maybe we're going to get a little closer. Number one, we have stopped talking about China treating all U.S. companies fairly, just so you know. Now we're starting to talk, this is what I heard this morning, that China may give a little ground to some tech companies. And what I heard, this is what I heard, that they would allow like Google who, by the way, works for the Chinese government. So I don't know how, uh, my guess is China's probably going to let Google do this anyway because Google helps China spy on everybody. Kind of the same like they do here. That they're going to let them build some data storage warehouses. Not, I'm not making that up, and they're making this like it's a huge event. But that wasn't the, the big thing. China may allow U.S. banks more access. And when I heard that, I went, okay, there you go. Now I think we can get something done, right? The bankers are involved. Give the bank something. And and essentially, I I am now, uh, and I told you, because China was never going to give in. They're not going to let all of our, our manufacturers come over there without giving out all their stuff. But now, now I'm starting to see a framework for a deal. Hey, we'll let, and, and they use the term certain industries. My guess will be it'll be the industries that are already doing China's bidding for them. We'll have some easier time. And oh, by the way, we'll allow J.P. Morgan to sell some credit cards. Or, or something like that, and, and everybody's going to be happy. Now, does that mean there's going to be a deal next month? I don't think so, right? It, it's gonna, dude, There's a lot going on, but it, maybe for the first time, and you know I've been very consistent, there's no deals happening. Now I think there is a chance at a deal because I heard banking, <laughs> which is probably what all of this was about, Anyway, right, and, and and I would just, I just, and I guess my point is, I believe that one thousand percent. I wanted to believe it was actually about the American farmer and the small American manufacturers out there. I wanted to believe it was about that. Of course, that's because you know I'm an American. I'm optimistic. And I always think, yes, yeah, all right. And I and I love the way Trump talked about it. Notice how like this has been going on now for what, like a year and a half? Right? There's no deal. All of these tariffs, just so you know, this is what we're talking about right now. The tariffs that are in place right now. 
It's about $12 billion. Not a month. $12 billion a year in extra tariffs. So it's not like, you know, let, you know they made this huge thing. The American farmer has suffered horribly. But now I think we got a framework for a possible deal. China is going to allow a certain sector. I'm going to call it out for you. Google Apple. They're going to allow Google Apple, who already, you know, let's face it, you've seen all the, the reports. A little more access, you know, a little more, maybe they can be a little more autonomous. And, oh, by the way, uh, you're going to allow our bankers to sell more products, and, and then we'll get a deal. Uh, there you go. That, I don't know what time frame yet, but I heard it today. I wanted to share it with all of you. Uh, and, uh, and initially, that was Wall Street was getting ready to rally big, and then the real economic data came out, uh, and now Wall Street's gone the other way. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. When we get back, we'll talk about 401ks and pensions. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, Ed Martin. Conservatives often criticize political correctness, typically because it's the weapon of choice the left uses against their opponents. But the PC climate the left has cultivated at schools and in the young workforce is quickly becoming a monster that's turning on its master. We often criticize those politically correct warriors for weaving a web of pronoun preferences and culturally sensitive terminology that no one can keep straight. Google is finding out that not even liberals can hold to politically correct guidelines anymore. Information is finally emerging about an incident from March 2017 at the Google headquarters in Mountain View, California. During a presentation on an upcoming kid-focused Google product, the executive who was speaking repeatedly used the word family or family-friendly. This, of course, sparked an incredible backlash from the many employees of Google. Using the word family, synonymously with household with children, is apparently insensitive and exclusive. It implies that families can only have children. Employees were furious, posting rants on internal messaging services, fiercely attacking the Google executive as having used homophobic language. One left-wing Google employee wrote, Use the word family to mean a loving assemblage of people who may or may not live together and may or may not include people of any particular age. Stop using it to mean children. It's offensive, inappropriate, homophobic, and wrong. Another employee said, using the word family in this sense bothers me too. It smacks of the family values agenda of the right wing, which is absolutely homophobic by its very definition. These statements are truly unbelievable. But employees reached such a fever pitch that Google's vice president was forced to join in and try to apologize to the offended employees. It would almost be enjoyable to watch the left fight themselves if it weren't so frightening. Liberal culture truly has woven an incomprehensible web of sensitivity and inclusivity that not even their own believers can keep up with. This latest example should remind us how dangerous it is to let the radical left redefine our words and societal units like the family. It looks like Google needs a safe space from their own politically correct culture. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Political correctness is no longer simply about restricting speech. This tool for tyranny has led to employees being fired, pastors silenced, small businesses closed, and truth suppressed. Thankfully, the politically correct can't censor the work at phyllisschlafly.com. Join us, won't you, at phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, 800-951-0592. Did I say that right? 800-951-0592. So yesterday, I started talking about what are these guys up to? You know, you always got to watch. Because what what is out there, and, and I'm talking about in the media, the information that you get, that's not the real story. Right? That's the story they want to sell you. That's why everybody listens. Why do you think we've been... What is this? You're 23, 24 years? This show's been on? Because I tell you everything ahead of time. Right? I mean, think about GDP, 2.2%. Duh. Right? I told you. Way ahead of time. Who told you about the slowdown? Way ahead of time. Right? Always here. How about when the government changed the rules about your money markets, your 401ks, your IRAs? Who told you that? You didn't hear it on TV. Jim Cramer doesn't tell you that. Wrestling Ball doesn't tell you that. Sean Hannity doesn't tell you that. Maria Bartiromo, she don't tell you that either. There's the story they want you to believe, and then there's what they actually do. Now, we're going to take a little trip here. Right? We went full fiat in 1971 with a national debt of $400 billion and the stock market around 1,000 points. That's where we were. The average price of a home, 20-ish thousand dollars. A new car, a couple of grand. Where we're at today, the Dow's, what, 25,000. The average cost of a new home is three, 300 and something thousand. Right? The, the average cost of a new car now is, what, $35,000. And I, and I should have, and I'll try to do it on the break. I'll get you what the minimum wage was in 1971 as well. It's probably like a dollar. Everybody, and I mean everybody, that worked, worked full time. Unless you actually only wanted to work part time. Most jobs, almost all jobs back then were full time. Seriously. Most people, only one person in the household worked. The middle class, the percentage, because obviously the the country has grown since then. We had a higher percentage of people living in the middle class then than we do today. Credit cards were non-existent, right? 
the average American had no credit card debt, had no student loan debt, <laughs> right? They, if they had debt, it was a mortgage or an automobile. And even then, auto loans weren't that big. The average auto loan, well, the average, the high auto loan was three years. It was all you could get. It was only a couple grand. The other day, the federal government took aim at the remaining pension plans in America. Most of the move is uh, affecting retirement security for millions of already retired workers. Now, I love this. Fewer employees are offering, offering pensions across the country. I don't know any. Government gives you a pension. I really don't know any others. Right? And the ones that do, they offer pensions to their executives, right? Not to not to the worker. Right? And maybe right, the, the UAW and something like that. Maybe you get, you know, the Teamsters, right? The truckers out there. Maybe they have something. But as we know, as they go over to the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corp, you never get your money. This month, the, the, the Treasury Department, right, and of course the Treasury, Steve Mnuchin, Goldman Sachs, the bankers, part of how did Wall Street get from 1000 to twenty five? This is a big reason how. Right? Because we, we wanted, the rich people wanted to get richer, period. This is nothing more than they wanted a higher stock price. And they wanted to not have to take care of their employees. They aren't people anymore. This started, right, the dehumanization uh, of the employee. Right? The employees now were just a thing. Right? Just like a laptop, a desk, a chair. Hey, these employees, they're just a necessary evil. And every company in America today, if they could, would replace you with a robot tomorrow. Right? They're doing it as fast as they can. They hate the employee. And I mean that. I don't mean that like they like they hate you personally. They hate the employee on the balance sheet. What's the number one expense of the majority of business out there? Labor cost. And they got, man, they were brilliant about it. You know, and it's so funny that the people that created the 401k, In their, their minds, they were doing good. Because the 401k, here's what they thought. So it's 1980s. The debt just passed a trillion, right? We just went through a period of hyperinflation. They knew how to do math. 
and noticed about the Social Security, you know, the trust fund thing was just getting done right in 1983 with Alan Greenspan. They're like, you know what? People are going to not have any money. We need to help out. Let's give them another supplement. Right? You have your pension. That's your main thing. That's the main staple. Your four or your uh, Social Security check, which they were worried you may not get, and then this 401k thing. I'll tell you what happened to that thing when we return. So we're talking about the creation of the 401k. What they thought they were doing, which was, we already knew, because the Supreme Court had already ruled about Social Security, and that it was really just a tax, and that the government technically doesn't have to pay us anything. And of course, remember, there was a big push in the early 80s, part of the Reagan tax cuts right the big Reagan tax cuts to businesses nothing nothing had a bigger effect than the pensions and getting rid of them and they used this 401k creation as a way to do it that's not what the people had intended Right, they were worried, hey, I, I'm not sure they're going to get this Social Security thing. Maybe we can come up with something that isn't the federal government that, you know, they can't, that won't be, hey, it's just a tax and, and you don't get anything. Because right now, listen, current law, it's clear. The government doesn't have to pay us if they don't want to. It's a tax. I don't know what's going to happen, right? We all know, right, the, the, there is no money. Already today, Social Security has, there's no money. And we, we, we pass out more than we take in, period. We're already in deficit. And the deficit only just gets bigger and bigger, and then, you know, they use this, oh, well, you know, at this point, the trust fund's going to be empty bullcrap. It's already it's an IOU, the quote-unquote non-marketable security. It's non-marketable because they never actually bought the security. You know, little things like that. What they decided was they got together with the banks, because the banks love it, Right? Someone's got to manage this stuff, right? And we love that. That's awesome. Wall Street loved it. Hey, we'll get a bunch of, of demand that didn't exist. Right? The vast majority of these people, they're not going to be sitting at home on their computers buying stocks. It's a win-win. And 
They don't have to pay a pension anymore. This is this is like a dream come true. And it was such a bad deal. I remember when they first came out. It was like wildfire in the 80s, wasn't it? All of a sudden, your neighbor had a pension and or, or, or uh, a pension, and then they had this 401k thing, and it was on TV all the time. People started talking about my company's going to match me dollar for dollar. I don't get a pension anymore, but that's okay. Dollar for dollar, up to six percent of my income, and. See, the government, right, they're here to help us. We won't tax you on it. Yeah, you'll pay your taxes later. Don't worry, it's fine. It's great. And nobody had to pay anybody now for all those years of service. Right? We became an object. We became nothing more than a computer, a desk, a piece of equipment. It's all we were. It's all we are. Now, those people that were already worked for a long time in the 80s, right, they, they still got to keep their pension. And all the new hires everywhere, right, nobody gets a pension anymore. Everyone gets a 401k. Why do you think that is? You think because the 401k is a great deal? Right? That's why they're doing it? No, because obviously what? You're much better off with the pension. Would you rather have a pension and a Dow at 10000 I got. I, I'm going to tell you right now, the answer would be yes. How many uh, people have made, uh, how many billionaires have we created in our 401k plan? None. Very few millionaires, right? And these are people. The ones that have a lot of money in their 401k are the executives that made a lot of money. Right? The guy making 50 grand, even if he could afford to put 6% in, which they can't, they don't have any money. Now the Treasury Department issued a notice allowing employers to target they're already retired pensioners. See, this wasn't allowed. Because companies were going after the retired pensioners and offering them these buyouts. And essentially fleecing these people. Hey, we'll give you 50 grand. People that are 65 years old, we'll give you 50 grand. And at the time, they thought, man, 50 grand, oh, man, that's a lot of money. Come to find out, right, man, what a horrible idea that was. And the, the practice was outlawed. Apparently now the government said, eh, go ahead and see if you can get these suckers to drop their pensions for you. 800 Pedro Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. So, 
401ks replaces the pension. And remember what they told us. Put the maximum in there. Get that match. And, of course, now as the years have gone by, the match gets less and less. Uh, you know, most most companies don't match at all, or maybe they match a quarter or 50 cents, right? Even Even the match has gotten bad. But this is the money you're supposed to live off. Remember, you're going to be so rich that you're going to take your 401k, you're going to put it in a bank CD and live off the interest. <laughs> yeah, the median 401k doesn't even have 50 grand in it. Yeah. And think about the Dow has gone from 1,000 to 25,000. Now, in fairness, uh, the 401k didn't come around to the 80s, so maybe it was like 3,000. To twenty five thousand still, and and that's it. You see how bad of a deal it is. How about this though? Bankers, the average bank bonus has gone up one thousand percent since nineteen eighty five. Hmm, what happened that would make that? Oh, that's right. The 401k started in the early 80s. And guess what? The bankers have gotten 1,000% increase in their bonuses. The average bonus in 2018, according to the New York State Comptroller, 153,700 dollars. By the way, during the same period, uh, the federal minimum wage was up 116 percent. That's it. So let's see. You, we earned on a federal minimum wage level a little over 100 percent more. The bankers have gotten 1,000 percent more. Who's right and who's wrong? Uh, according to the uh, Institute for Policy Study uh, that used the data from the comptroller of New York, who's the one that provides all the data, the minimum wage has grown at a small pace. They said in order for it to keep pace with Wall Street bonuses, and you know what, I think this is, this is remember what, what, Eric has said about the minimum wage, right? He's now saying, you know, remember it used to be when I first started, he was saying 15. Now he says 30. It's pretty close. Baseline minimum wage would have to be $33.51 an hour. $33.51 an hour. You know, when you think about it, at $33.51, right, if you worked the 40, uh, you would make uh, about 70 grand for the year, $69,700. And you're thinking, hey, that, that sounds, you know, that sounds pretty good. And it does. Unless you're a millennial. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Patriot Radio News Hour. Everyone have a great day. 
Give us a call today. Bye on the dips. We'll be back tomorrow.